for a significant percentage of the population, freedom is just too much of, it, it's just too scary. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Right Angle. I'm Bill Whittle here with Steve Green and Scott Ott. And uh, just a few days ago, I saw a video that I hadn't realized I'd been waiting for two years to see, but it turns out I'd been waiting for two years to see this video. And here it is. Scott, here, I just wanted to show the clip, frankly. Uh, so now I got to build a frame around it. Here's the frame. Uh, when I say I'd been waiting for this clip for two years, the reaction of these school children when they're told that they no longer have to wear their masks is the reaction that I would have expected everybody in the country to have, but it's not. It's interesting because I my guess is a, a child hearing that they don't have to wear the masks, it's like saying it's over, everything's okay now, we don't have to wear the mask. Because all this time we've been told that the reason why we have to wear the mask is because it's it's ongoing and it's not okay and we're we're at risk. So it's not just saying, hey, the government changed their mind and we no longer have to wear the mask, even though the facts on the ground fundamentally about the pandemic itself haven't really changed. Uh, it's just we've changed our perspective on whether or not to wear masks. I, I, I think a kid would probably just see it as like, okay, not only do I get to take the mask off, but I don't have to worry about this anymore. This is like a thing that's not, it's not going to affect me and everybody's going to be okay. Um, from my adult perspective, I mean, in a couple of days from when we record this, um, the other employer I work for uh, said uh, that after a month and a half or so of wearing masks again, even if we were vaccinated, we're, those who are vaccinated are going to be able to remove their masks. So of course, I get to remove my mask again. And I am counting the minutes. I can't wait. <laughs> I am so excited about this. Uh, not only because I no longer, you know, have the, my own tailpipe up against my nostrils, but because <laughs> I have an opportunity uh, to communicate with people. I mean, my whole job is communication and I've been restricted as if I were wearing a hijab. So I have to do like all of my, <laughs> well, it's even, no, it's not even a hijab. What is it called? It's like a nakib or something like that, where, <laughs> where you just have this little eye slot, basically. Burka? Burka, yeah. yeah. But there's this, there's a specific face mask that just has the eye slot. It's not, you know, it's even more than and the veil thing. And I, um, I am really restrained by that as a salesperson who tries to convey uh, his sincerity and his enthusiasm and his uh, authenticity and, and love for his customers through facial expression. And, and you've got, you know, 75% of your face is, is blocked. So that is actually better for my bottom line, so to speak, because I'm going to be more effective at communicating with my customers. Uh, but more than anything, frankly, just, I, I mean, I'm like one of those school children. Like if, if I hadn't kind of grown out of this phase in my life, I'd be jumping up and down and cheering the moment that I can go back into that place without having to wear this mask. And let's hope for many, many, many more of these celebrations. Uh, Steve, uh, you're a history buff as I am, and I've heard you say something that I've felt many times. We've probably discussed this before, that after 
after winning this existential battle that took 47 years or something in the Cold War, we never got a parade for it. And and we deserved one. Uh, And we should have had one. We should have had one the night, the day after they took the the hammer and sickle down from the top of the Kremlin and put up the the Russian tricolor. That next day, we should have had a ticker tape parade to end all parades. And this is the thing about about, uh, modern society, especially left-wing politics, is the absolute freedom from joy. The absolute, the the idea of taking anything in life and running it through the depleasurator, you know what I mean? There's nothing you can be happy about, nothing you can celebrate. And this is what I feel is, is happening with with COVID, that these kids, that the reaction of these children is the reaction that we should all be having. And we should be celebrating this, but we're not because some people, significant number of the population apparently, feels that it's surrendering, that, that they were the ones wearing the masks and it was only those Trump lunatics who were saying, we don't need the masks. And now that their own governments are saying, you probably don't need the masks, they feel like, well, that's a that's a loss. We should be grieving the end of the of the pandemic. Everything is so politicized. In fact, it's worse than politicized. Everything has become so tribal that yep. if you're a member a of word. the mask tribe, that's a great uh, word. You 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 can't join the not mask tribe because those are the bad guys. That's the enemy. It's not the virus. The bad guy is those people who won't do as they're told, who won't behave the way my tribe behaves. Um, and this is a country that's supposed to be founded on protecting the individual, and the individual's rights. And the fact that everything is descending into into tribalism is probably the most frustrating part of my existence in this in this postmodern age. And I say it's postmodern because we had a modern age and we're, we're pissing it away in this return to tribalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talk about the joy, though, Bill. Never has a video that made me so happy, made me so angry when I reflected on it. When I watched that video and it came out Thursday or Friday of last week, mm. my heart exploded. You know, yeah, me too. I had a couple of manly tears there. And then I got so angry because, well, as you saw in my segment this week, uh, we knew the the mass were unnecessary for kids two years ago. We, we we took those who were the least vulnerable to this virus and we we masked them and we segregated and they we locked them in their rooms in some places now for going on two years. It's absolute child abuse what we've been doing. And that 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 expression of joy that has been suppressed in children. We've suppressed the joy of children, Bill. That's yeah. uh, that, that, that is intolerable to me. And it, and it finally came out in that beautiful moment, in that beautiful video. I just imagine VJ Day in 1945, Victory Over Japan Day, mm-hmm. the famous photo of the sailor kissing the random nurse in uh, in Times Square, which I'm sure is problematical today because, you know, they didn't fill out the consent forms before he kissed yeah. her. Neither one of them didn't seem to be having a problem with it, though. No, that was a physical manifestation and a fairly innocent one of the joy the entire nation felt after three and a half years of war, three and a half years of privation, three and a half years of empty shelves. And we knew it was over. But imagine if President Truman had announced victory over Japan. But wait, there's more. We've got to keep up the rationing. We don't want to slip back into a depression. We're not going to bring the troops home. And all. <sighs> Instead of a celebration, it would have just been more of the dreary same. And Bill, there is a significant fraction of the American population that that's what they want. 
Yeah, it would have been like it would have been like Truman not announcing VJ Day and then having it announced on a state by state basis over the course of nine months. You know, California <laughs> declares now we finally won World War Two, and you know, and three months earlier, you know, Texas is <laughs> California it, it, still doesn't want to admit we won the Cold War, Bill. The yeah the. There's, they don't a, there's want to admit an element they lost. you I'm have sorry. to compress emotion in order to magnify it, and and the more you the more you you spread it thin, it's it's like that line from um, Lord of the Rings where you feel like butter that's just been spread too thin over a piece of bread, you know. Yeah. Um, I I would like to live in a country where everybody behaved the same way as those kids, where an announcement was made, where look. We have been in a, in, a, in a crisis, and we're not going to go through all this again. We've done hundreds of shows on this already. But but the world I would like to have lived in would have been a world that would have said, we don't know in the beginning, we don't know how bad this is going to be. We're going to assume it's going to be the worst because that's what responsible adults do. You hope for the best. You plan for the worst. 15 days to flatten the curve. Let's see how this thing plays out. And then as the data started to come in, a responsible government would have adjusted its policies, would have looked at at, at some of these other non-vaccine treatments that, that could have saved hundreds of thousands of lives, would have looked at that objectively and realistically and said to people, listen, this hasn't been completely proven yet, but there's some evidence. Do you want to take it the risk? Yes or no, you're on a ventilator. That kind of an adult response to this kind of thing. And then when this horrible plague was over, I would like people to be happy and joyful and celebrate and say, yes, we lost two years. You know, there are sophomores, there, there, there are now, there are now people who have a chance to go to their senior prom that were sophomores when this thing hit. And, and among the many, many, many things we're seeing of the damage done to these kids, I think the, the most heartbreaking is they are just so used to being disappointed. They, 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 they don't get excited about anything anymore. I've heard numbers of teachers say this. Now they don't get excited about anything more. They've been told they could have the prom, then the prom was taken away. They're told they could play football, football was taken away. They, they've been, they've been uh, waiting for a chance to play college ball. That's all gone. You know, they just, they're just automatons. And ultimately, I think what it comes down to is what Eric Fromm talked about in a, in a really remarkable book on psychology called Escape from Freedom. And it it's really should be required reading. Uh, what, he, what he posited and what I think the evidence suggests is that for a significant percentage of the population, freedom is just too much of, it, it's just too scary. They, 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 it's just too scary. And it's really a better way to put it is it's too much responsibility. It's too much work. It's too much work trying to find out what the actual truth is, as opposed to just taking the party line. It's too much work to, to, to pay your own taxes instead of having payroll deductions. All of it. Escape from freedom. Freedom is, is threatening to some people. And I've seen it out here. I've seen it from people, as I mentioned before, who, who look at the masks as a form of coerced cowardice where everybody had to act as afraid as they are all the time. And I don't blame most of them. Most of them were fed this, this um, you know, pandemic porn for two years and, and they bought into it. I'm just saying, can't we all be happy together about this? You know, is this really about Republicans or Democrats or is this really about being being essentially through this horrible trial of the last two years, regardless of how politicized it was, isn't the fact that it's coming to an end a good thing? Who's not happy about that? Oh, I know. Uh, anyway, for Steve Green and Scott Out, I'm Bill Woodle. We'll see you next time on uh, Right Angle. If you like the show, hit the like button. It helps us a lot. We'll see you.